0: Welcome, lovelies, to the Ultimate Dance Business Podcast. My name is Deborah Laws, the dance business expert. My passion is to help you turn your passion into profit, while guiding you to work less and earn more. I'm super excited to share interviews with you that I know will inspire and motivate you in your school's as well as my solo shows, where I shall be sharing some great tips and strategies. So if you love the show, please do remember to review, subscribe and share it with your fellow dance boss friends. So let's get stuck into the business of dance. Joel, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm very excited for today's podcast because we're really going to dive into a subject that a lot of my audience kind of go, Meh. marketing, advertising, like it's not their bag On in general. Do you, do you find that often in business that you're dealing with business owners that are just sort of not all that interested? <laughs>
1: um, well, firstly, thanks for having me. Um... Yeah, kind of. I We find a bit of a mix. To be honest, we get business owners who really want to nail their marketing, because they're really excited about the potential it has for their business. And then we get business owners that get muddled up between marketing and sales. And they don't know where one ends and one begins or if they if that even is a thing. And then we get the business owners that are just like, Can you do it? Take it off me. It annoys the hell out of me. Get it out of my world.
0: So a bit of a mixture then. Yeah. Yeah. And so please tell everybody, you know, what is it that you do and tell us a little bit about your business.
1: Okay. So my name is Joel Stone. Uh, I'm the co-founder of a marketing agency called co We're a direct response marketing agency. We help business owners who are hungry for success to get more customers through digital marketing. Uh, I'm a best-selling Amazon author in the marketing space. I speak on marketing on stages around the world. Uh, we've got our own podcast called Stay Hungry, all about marketing, and I host monthly live in-person workshops for business owners looking to grow their their marketing presence.
0: Yeah, which I'm actually very much looking forward to coming to in just a few days, where yeah. hopefully you're going to teach me a whole load of stuff that I don't already know.
1: <laughs> hope so. Fingers crossed. It's never what people expect, which is my favorite bit about it.
0: And I love the sound of that, too, because, you know, I think as business owners, you know, we do all make some form of effort, some more than others, to know a little bit about marketing. And so, you know, you reach out here and you read that article and you look at that book and you do a training or a course, you know, and I feel... In my own, you know, uh, speaking personally, that I've got lots of lovely information and gems from various different sources, but it doesn't always come together. Yeah, (laughs) is that often the case?
1: So that yeah, there is no one size fits all, and that's that's the problem people have. So they'll uh, they'll plan to go on a course, or they'll plan to watch a YouTube tutorial, or they'll um, speak to an expert in the field, and then they'll be like, right, I'll go away and I'll apply that now. And then it never quite work. It never quite works the same way it did in the demonstration. And then they get disheartened and they lose faith. And then there's kind of also the other side of marketing, which is the bit people don't talk about. Is there's a lot of people peddling nonsense in the marketing world. So you kind of a lot of business owners have been burnt by so-called marketing experts and. They don't know what to look out for. They don't know how to set their expectations. They don't get told things like what their actual cost per lead should be or what the gestation period on a prospect should be or um, when to expect a return on their investment. And then when they do get those answers, sometimes because they've been told so much crap, they're really surprised that it can take a lot longer than you think it can and no one's told them before or that you can't just go on a course and suddenly everything's done.
0: Mm, Yeah, and it's difficult sometimes to know who or what to trust, isn't it, when we hear different methods of marketing? Because, and the other thing is, I think, you know, sometimes it's not that you try something and it goes wrong, so then you fail that method. It's just that maybe that method wasn't right for you, or potentially the method was right, but the copy you used wasn't quite right. I mean, there's so many moving parts, aren't there?
1: Yeah, and I I think, as with anything in business, so if you look at, you've got admin finance, sales, marketing and then, and then production or service as your five core elements, you wouldn't try and do your own accounts. And then actually I've done a two minute course now I'm a chartered accountant. That's not how it works. Same with sales, same with production, but people tend to do that with marketing because it feels very in reach. So you can watch a YouTube tutorial of how to set up a Facebook ad or how to do an email campaign or um, how to do a direct mail piece. But what they're never going to tell you because they want that instant gratification is a lot of what marketing is about is about testing and measuring and the long term. So your, your copy might be brilliant and your adverts might be brilliant and your email sequence might be brilliant, but until you pass 5,000 people through that sequence, you're not going to know how good it is because you haven't got the data and so many people give up way, way, way before they've given it its fair due. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think I absolutely 100% agree, particularly with the instant gratification kind of element of what you said. And I know that you know in my industry and awful a lot of my listeners, um, you know, we're not experts in marketing. Mm-hmm. We don't, let's face it, really know what we're doing. But you know, likewise, there's not big big budgets to spend on marketing yeah. like some bigger companies, and so we don't have a lot of choice other than to give it a go ourselves. You mm-hmm. know, our budget is probably really small and we're going to attempt, you know, some form of digital marketing, it doesn't go very well. And then we kind of go, oh, I blew 250 pounds there. And so uh, fingers burnt, we then kind of shy away from doing it again. I mean, obviously, in an ideal world, we'd all be coming to you. (laughs) And you would be managing our our marketing for us. But, you know, what advice would you give to those really small businesses? I know the companies that you work with are probably a little bit bigger than the companies from my audience. But what advice would you give to those kind of smaller businesses in terms of, you know, how do they manage when they've got such a small budget?
1: So yeah, every penny counts, completely get that being there as a business myself. So um, the the best thing I ever did for my business when I was um, too small to either invest heavily in marketing myself or outsource it was I looked for opportunities to create luck. And The first example of that was um, I lived in a relatively small town and the local football team was doing a charity auction and to do the charity auction, they needed to go into every business in the town and ask them for a prize. And I immediately put my hand up and said, I'll do that. And back in my mind, I was like, that gives me an excuse to speak to every business owner in this town. Now, I didn't have money at the time, but I did have time. and so that's the two things you always exchange you either exchange money to save yourself time or time to save yourself money there's 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 no way two ways about it so if you're money poor but time wealthy exchange your time so i just went into every business said hi i'm joel i'm helping run this charity auction for the local football club here's my business card if there's anything you can do to help us i'd really appreciate it obviously my business card then said joel stone marketing expert blah 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 blah, and that's how i got my first 10 clients mm, I then, love that. like the other thing you can do is really lean hard into the things you know you're good at because everyone is good at some form of marketing like some people are really great communicators so really lean into that text all the people that you know join the Facebook groups that you know you're going to like go down a storm in uh get into WhatsApp groups go to networking events in 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 your industry it would be a case of put yourself you know maybe put yourself on like the local PTA so you're like exposing yourself to a bigger audience or you know join the school governors all these things where you can start to connect with people of influence in your local area and what I tend to find is There are people out there that would rather chuck 20 quid, 30 quid at Facebook ads and then go, oh, that didn't work. And then sit on their hands for two weeks and complain that the business isn't growing. And that's just not how business works for any small business. You are constantly pushing to drive new sales. And if you think that's not the case, even for people who you um, see as very successful, you're in for a shock
0: yeah and the thing is it it isn't like you said earlier it's not just the one size fits all but it's not one type of marketing fits all either, is Mm. it? I mean, what you do is obviously nowadays is at the absolute forefront of what's working. But I mean, I don't know if you agree or not, but you know, one of the things I teach is like a multi-layered approach to marketing and digital marketing is just one of those layers, whether that's social media or digital, you know, getting out into the community, as you said, going and networking, getting your face out there, you know, there's, there's multiple ways that you can become visible because at the end of the day, it's about being visible, isn't it? so people can find us. And um, I think there is so much that can be done organically and free. And that's one of the things that that I try to help people with, you know, we all understand when we first start up, that we don't have a marketing budget, we might not have a marketing budget after 30 years. (laughs) You know, it might be that you always have to do, you know, organic or what we call free forms of, you know, attraction. But, you know, at the same time, if there are a few pennies that can be put towards this. Would you agree with the fact that, you know, organic is great, but it generally tends to be slower. Paid when you get it right, obviously costs, but it tends to be quicker, it tends to accelerate that growth. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, it's the whole time versus money investment again. That if you want if you want to achieve something for free, it's going to take you longer. Um, and all you're doing is exchanging money for time or time for money one one way or the other and all of the fundamentals have always been the same so i mean i i come from a time slightly pre-digital marketing where i was doing a lot of direct mail campaigns still placing adverts in the yellow pages for people you know like pretty old school stuff um those fundamentals still exist so if you're if you're a dance school in in a a decent sized village and you're not advertising in the local parish magazine for 20 quid a month you're missing a trick because that will be your best cost per eyeball of any form of advertising out there even organic because the amount of time you'd have to invest to get the same number of eyeballs would be murderous Mm -hmm. and these are the kind of things you can really make a difference on or it might be um i can't remember what they used to be called but in my day you had homework diaries at school And local companies sponsored the homework diary. So if you run a dance school and you want a cheap way to get in front of the parents who have to sign the homework diary every week, sponsor the school's homework diary, it'll cost way less than doing a full Facebook ad campaign. And people think because Facebook exists, because Google exists, because TikTok exists, they have to go and do this shiny digital advertising thing that everyone else is doing but they've forgotten to do the thing like knock on doors or sponsor the, lo- the local magazine.
0: Yeah, the basics. And um, and I have to say, you really are showing your age, John.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: because all those things that you've mentioned were all the things that I used to do as well. And, yeah. you know, I, I think some of that still exists, but probably not all of it. But interestingly, though, I mean, that brings me on to a question, you know, Print marketing. Yeah. Do you think it's completely dead or is there still some life in it?
1: Massive resurgence, massive, massive resurgence. One of the biggest opportunities for businesses out there right now. If you think how many letters you get in the post at the moment, and for most people it's less than one a day, that is such an opportunity to get in front of someone Mm -hmm. and an opportunity that nobody else is taking other than your local takeaway. So... You could be really serious about it and do some really fun things with it. We we use uh, print marketing a lot, and we use a system called Shock and Or um, because when someone gets something tangible, something they can touch and feel, or maybe eat or share, it makes a massive difference. It like it, it imprints on their mind where an email is so easy to delete.
0: Mm. And that's so interesting, isn't it? Because we've kind of started to come round almost in a full circle. So I think what you're saying, if I'm right, is that once upon a time, 10, 15 years ago, we got we had, you know, umpteen letters and magazines and, you know, the postman came and delivered so much and we were just bin 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 and keep the important things whereas nowadays because everything's now online it's all email it's all digital we're all on our phones looking and buying and consuming you know hardly ever anything comes through the door anymore so what you're saying is actually going back to some of that those methods now because it's now such a dead space would be a way to get really noticed is that what you're saying yeah
1: yeah. Yeah. i mean you'll see in a few days time you'll get um some code break branded coffee i've never met another marketing agency with their own coffee but there's a reason we have it it leaves an impression people like bloody hell you've got your own coffee yeah we've got our own coffee and we've got our own branded merchandise we've got um well we're working on our own flavored sweets millions um we do these little things we send out branded brownies to people as a thank you so they get these amazing brownies in the post and then they always associate that good experience with us Mm. and the the risk with digital advertising is it's quite faceless and it's quite sterile Mm. and everyone forgot that everyone's quite tactile and quite likes that touchy feeliness and um you have to kind of think of ways to make it feel personal and excited to the prospect.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, it's quite exciting to think that somebody actually bothered to write in a card and stick a stamp on and go to the post box yeah, us, yeah. isn't it? Whereas, you know, knowing that someone sent an email out and they sent it to 2,000 people, you know, you kind of, yeah, it's a different experience, isn't it? And, but you know, my very first podcast interview that I did um, back in April last year was with Mike Mikalovich. Mm-hmm. And we did it um, specifically a rap. Because he was—he just launched his book, "Get Different," yep. um, which, of course, is all about marketing, and it's all about marketing in a different way to get noticed. And I think that's similar to what you're saying, isn't it? With your own coffee and sweets, and doing you know something in the post, which we're not used to anymore. It's—it's it's finding where that space is, where it's not overcrowded, where where you might get noticed. Yeah. And, you know, he came up with this fabulous idea, which I loved. I don't think anyone's done it. So, if you're listening, listeners, it's still open for you to pick this one. He said, you know, why not send out one ballet shoe in the post and say, you know, if you want the other ballet shoe, you're gonna to have to come and find us. You know, that's genius to me. Yeah, it's so simple, isn't it? That's Love actually that. got a name, has it? What did you call that?
1: The Cinderella campaign.
0: Awesome. What is that? Because
1: yeah, you're finding the missing shoe, right? So yeah, yeah. um yeah. so someone did something similar to me, very cheeky, very risky. So they they were um an accountant and accountants generally can be quite dry so for a marketing agency if you get an accountant on board it's really exciting because you can do all sorts because they've never done anything other than send letters um but this accountant sent me a letter saying would you like to change accountants book a call here and i didn't i was like well that's rubbish three days later they sent me a kitkat in the post and it said on the letter you gave us the finger And we're giving you one back. And I just thought, like, (laughs) that is incredible. It got my attention straight away. And what's that cost them? 50p and a stamp? And just, yeah.
0: I love it. I love it. It is that thinking outside the box, isn't it? You know, not, not necessarily following what everybody else is doing. And, and I think, you know, a lot of people in my industry, you know, if they are doing any advertising and when I have, you know, strategy calls with people and I check in on them with regards to what they're doing, kind of marketing and advertising, they always talk about social media Well, I'm posting fairly regularly I do this and, that, and I say, great, that's brilliant. You know, what else are you doing? Mm-hmm nothing absolutely nothing crickets yeah so it is that um just trying to think more broadly i think isn't it but Um, in terms of social media, because it sounds like we're just bashing the online (laughs) online market at the moment, of course, you know, it's, it's, it's great for us too. you know, there's a reason why social media is still so big, and why it's still the number one place, you know, for marketeers to show up. Um, What um, sort of advice would you give to somebody that is fairly good? You know, I'm talking, you know, maybe they're doing some posts three or four times a week, you know, fairly good in their eyes. I mean, I know that's probably not what you call fairly good but you know in terms of social media we could talk about that all day I'm sure but um any any do's and don'ts around that at the moment so I thought I would just share with you guys today the Um, planners that I have produced for dance school owners, because these are flying out of Amazon like hotcakes. And if you don't have yours yet, then all you have to do is pop to Amazon and type into the search Deborah Laws and all three books will come up. So the ultimate dance business planner I designed for you so that you had a little bit of a Deborah on your desktop. (laughs) The Planners are full of business training, tips, motivational quotes, uh, things to do at the start of the month, things to do at the end of the month, ways in which you can plan out your marketing and your retention, and they are selling all over the world. So go to Amazon, grab your number one best-selling Ultimate Dance Business Planner and enjoy mapping out the growth for your studio
1: so we we call it consistent persistence so you've you've got to do it and you've got to keep doing it even when it feels like it's not working um partly because the algorithm in general particularly on facebook only shows your posts organically to about four percent of your audience so unless something you do goes viral you really are pushing custard up a hill with a fork um to put it politely (laughs) but it's You've got to keep going, you've got to be consistent and just think about inspire, educate, entertain. So as long as you're doing those three things and then don't be afraid to put calls to action on your posts because if people don't know what you want them to do, they won't do it. And it's very British and very kind of scary to think that you're gonna ask somebody to buy from you or book a call with you or to DM you, but you have to do it because otherwise they won't. They won't just do what you want them to do because you've been posting. You have to be a bit more direct. And so if every couple of posts, you just directly ask for whatever it is you want them to do, and probably always ask for the same thing. So don't confuse the matter. If you want people to call, only ever ask for a call. If you want people to DM, only ever ask for a DM. If one day you ask for calls, the next day you ask for DMs, the next day you ask for them to send a carrier pigeon, chances are, they won't do it because there's too much confusion. So that's, that's kind of the one side on the organic, consistent persistence, inspire, educate, entertain, and always have a call to action. The other side is knowing just how affordable it is to kind of dabble with digital advertising. So uh, on TikTok, for example, you can do community ads for as little as three pounds a day. And if you know you've done a post on TikTok that's been quite successful, which I would hope a dance business would be able to do, like TikTok's kind of playing into your strengths, then for as little as three pounds a day, you could make that reach 3000 extra people in your area who are interested in dance. Mm. Uh, And TikTok will hold your hand through that process. It's very easy to do, you buy some credits and and then you can essentially, what would have been called on Facebook a boost post, you can boost your TikTok. And whilst TikTok's still in its infancy, it's very, very affordable that for a dance school i think is a massive opportunity at the moment to be able to say okay this post's going quite well i'd love it to go viral and i'm going to i'm going to put 10 pound on this post and it's going to go absolutely wild and then because that one's gone wild i'm going to massively increase my followers on tiktok and then all my future posts are going to get a lot more reach and then maybe in a couple of weeks time you do it again So you could be talking 20, 30 pound spend a month that dramatically impacts your organic social media.
0: Mm, And TikTok is, you know, it's one of those platforms because it's quite new. A lot of the the business owners that I deal with obviously aren't kids, they're not on TikTok, mm. they're dragging their heels, they're all kind of screwing their faces up and going, Oh gosh, really? We've got to embrace yet another platform that feels like it's very much for young people. Like most of my followers are still fa- mostly Facebook users. Yeah, um, you know, we're I'm I'm still a dinosaur with them, you know, I'm still trying to catch up with Instagram, let alone <laughs> going on to yeah. TikTok. But you know, I was looking at some stats recently, and TikTok's up there with Instagram. Instagram now isn't
1: it yeah 78 percent of all over 35s are on tiktok in the uk
0: yeah
1: that's, uh, that's a lot of people um so that you are missing a trick if you don't get on now and in, in, and in six months time it'll be too late really so it's it's a case of striking whilst the opportunity's there and mm-hmm. You know, for example, I'm not just saying these techniques as a way to do things on the cheap. I, that very technique I just explained, where you buy the credits and boost a post, I did that on my own personal TikTok yesterday because I needed to get something out to over a thousand people quickly. It's, it's a valid technique that, that will work. And I have got conversations going on today with high level business customers off the back of TikTok.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? And I think, you know, a lot of people are looking at that platform and thinking, oh, it's just, you know, silly kids dancing around, but actually businesses are using it, you know, very much. So now it's very much more a business platform, even probably than than the kids. We've really jumped on it, haven't we, our small businesses? Yeah.
1: And, And you imagine in your industry, if a dance school could do a highlight reel or a show reel of their last four or five shows and create, 30 tiktok videos out of that yeah i mean you could apply the same to reels on instagram reels on facebook that is dramatically impactful content that actually speaks to their audience so it might be that their school is for kids well that's a great way to access them it might be that their school is for teenagers that's a great way to access them. it might be that their school is for young adults again you've got to go where the audience is
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and talking of going where the audience is, um, I'd like to kind of refer to some of my members and some of my audience that are similar age to myself or maybe even a little bit older, um, who really, really find the rate of what of how quickly everything changes in this field really quite scary because mm-hmm. like you mentioned before some of the you know how it used to be um you know I remember when you know you'd go to the news agents and pay 50p to put a postcard up in the news agents and
1: yeah, yeah. stick a
0: couple of posters on trees and <laughs> before you knew it you know the phone was off the you know ringing constantly One up and in also the just, <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely and also just the phone rang by itself this <laughs> yeah. strange thing that we don't happen anymore. In fact, I don't even have a phone. I don't have a landline anymore. Um, so for some people, you know, going back a little while now, they've always just lent on the fact that word of mouth and a little bit of very simple marketing, you know, built their schools up from scratch and is how they survived. For them now living in this day and age with everything we've been talking about TikTok and digital marketing and, you know, it's very, very scary. What what advice would you give to, you know, to people where the mindset is, is one of that kind of being led by fear?
1: Yeah, the fear of change. Yeah, I get that. Um, The reality is the world's not going to slow down, it's going to speed up. And so I don't think anyone of any generation really likes change. It's, it's natural to not like change, change, change is a danger. But you just kind of have to get with the programme. So where change is very digital now and it feels like social media platforms move quickly things like that we saw the same with television in the 80s and 90s before that people saw it in other platforms it's not it's just the the method of delivery is different to what you're used to so i'm like i'm 35 so i'm kind of uh just on the cusp of being a millennial i saw both sides so i'm pre-digital and post-digital and that's quite confusing, because I think about everything in a pre digital way and then try and apply a digital method for it, whereas our team here know nothing but digital. they think Titanic's an old film it's like they're they're operating from a place where they know nothing else, which is how the generation before operated about television, and now television's become this weird interactive thing, so I think you have to accept the world's going to keep changing. The rate of change is going to increase. But the tools out there to help you keep up with the change are getting better. And so creating an ad now, particularly a digital ad, is nowhere near as difficult now as it was 10 years ago. It's much more intuitive. And in five years' time, it'll be even more intuitive again. Posting on social media, because the competition is there now, the platforms are going to make it easier and they're going to start to prompt you to um do good content so when you go into say facebook creator studio now or TikTok, there's templates there's things there to help you that wasn't the case a couple of years ago canva's got much smarter so now you can create things in canva that previously you'd have had to pay a graphic designer to create it's It's getting smarter all the time. AI, you can create images from nothing now. So if you want a picture of a woman dancing on a fiery background, you can get a computer to generate that for you now, and it'll be an original piece of content. If you need to write a post, you can get a computer to write a post for you now if you want to. There's tools out there, write Sonic, ChatGPT, that will literally do that for you. But the rate of change isn't going to slow. So you just need to embrace the tools that are going to help you do it.
0: I love that. I love the fact that that feels a little bit reassuring. <laughs> you know, it feels like yes okay I have to Joel's not telling me that there's another option here like you have to embrace the change but the fact that you've said that it's going to become easier and easier and, and that takes away some of that fear. Yeah. Um you know that is reassuring I feel and you know the software I use a piece of software a CRM and they're embracing the AI and I literally went to write an email yesterday, I think, and it asked me if I wanted it to write it for me. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, how do you, I haven't worked that out how, how that works yet. I need to look at it. How do you even know what's going on in my head? How can you write an email for me? So, you know, that's just crazy, but that's where we're going. But like you said, I think as long as the tools are there to back it up, you know, it's it's worth tackling and and embracing um but like you said you know it doesn't have to be as difficult as people think necessarily does it
1: oh absolutely I sat with our copywriters on Monday last week and um I got a piece of AI software to write a blog for one of our clients in the style of James Patterson in less than 400 words and all of our copywriters jaws hit the floor (laughs) at how good this was now there's a few little things that that software can't do that humans can where you just need to add those personal touches but a lot of this stuff is playing into the business owner's hands now you don't need to employ a copywriter or a marketing agency to do 90 percent of these tasks
0: mm. and that's that you know it's not necessarily great for you, but it's great for us because, you know, that does help A, with the fear and B, with the the time element and the cost as as well. So, um, yeah, we've just got to kind of maybe embrace the finding out how to make it easy rather than yeah. embracing what we think is going to be really hard. Like what what is there out there that will make it easy for me to do these things? And like you said, even in Canva, you know, there are templates for reels now. You don't have to do an awful lot other than drop a picture or a video and change a bit of text. So I think, yeah, it's it's not as scary, I think, is the message that that we're both trying to, (laughs) you and I are trying to put out there today for those people that, you know, don't do any. And I have lots of people, you know, that are wanting bigger schools. They want to grow, but because the marketing and the advertising side of things is not their bag, they don't understand it, you know, they tend to do none. um, You know, in which case it's it's difficult. You're relying purely on the word of mouth, the referrals, you know, um, the organic stuff. What do you think is going to be the way forward for marketing? I know you don't have a crystal ball, but I'd love to know whether you have any ideas.
1: So we tend to work quite, right on the cusp of the next thing. Um, so AI is going to be a huge part of marketing moving forward. And weirdly, I should be terrified of that because potentially could replace a lot of what we do. But what it won't do is all the fundamentals. So we're really good on the fundamentals. And then we use AI to complement that. So I think AI is going to be massive, like we mentioned Canva, if you've got Canva Pro, you can already get Canva to create images for you. You can go in and say, I want a picture of a panda riding on a skateboard through the Amazon jungle, and it can create that for you. which is really exciting and terrifying at the same time. But but AI in terms of digital advertising will become massive. We put all of our clients' um, platforms through AI already to monitor them, to tell us when cost per click, cost per lead's too high, to suggest tweaks to us, uh, and then our experts review the AI suggestions. Um, Joel,
0: can I just just get you to explain? Because there's going to be people out there that don't have a clue what AI is. Do you mind just quickly explaining that for everyone?
1: So AI is artificial intelligence. It's where um, we're kind of at the point right now where computers are becoming smarter than humans. And so you can get artificial intelligence to write you social media posts. You can get it to create you imagery. You can get it to monitor your advertising campaign. You can get it to build your advertising campaign. You can get it to suggest better ways of doing things than you would have thought of. Um, I mean, there's, there's some stuff going on in America at the moment because people are literally submitting university thesis completely written in AI. That's how smart it's got. Wow. So um, for example, we use um, some software here, and I asked the AI to write some code for the software to make the software smarter at analysing our ads. And the AI did it. Wow. So the
0: AI is creating better AI. It Oh, this yeah. is scary stuff, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: so at the moment, you still have to prompt it, which is good news. It hasn't got a mind of its own, but it's going to massively change the way we all do things and it informs so many areas of our life already that you just don't realize for example if you go to netflix right now netflix will suggest to you what it thinks you want to watch based on what the ai has seen you do if you go onto facebook facebook will serve you adverts based on what it thinks you want to see if you on to sky television now some of the adverts that sky television serves you is different to the adverts that your neighbors are watching in the same street because the ai is getting smarter and smarter if you get in your car if i get in my car the car knows it's me and sets the car up to how i like it if my wife gets in my car the car changes its setup yeah to the level of It changes how soft the suspension is. It changes the position of the seat. It changes the height of the steering wheel. It changes the temperature. All of these things that it's learned about each of us and our driving styles and the fact that my wife likes to drive everywhere at 300 degrees and I like to drive everywhere in Arctic conditions. That's how mad AI is impacting our lives right now. It's really difficult to see what it will be like in a year's time.
0: That's crazy, isn't it? And my husband and I joke about this all the time in terms of the adverts that it shows us because, you know, (laughs) you know you're getting old when you start getting adverts for funeral directors. (laughs) (laughs) I love that one. And life insurance.
1: (laughs) I love that thing where everyone, because of the industry I'm in, everyone says it must be listening to us. It must be, because I had that conversation and then it showed me an advert. And I says, not listening to you. They're like, it must be, it's not listening to you, I promise. And they're like, what is it then? I was like, it's way scarier than that. I said, it knows you so well, it knew you were going to have that conversation. And then people look at you like, what? And I'm like, yeah, it knows all the prompts you've seen for the last 20 days, it knows the videos you've watched, it knows what shops you've been in, it knows where you've driven. And now it knows what to serve you. It's not a coincidence that you were having that conversation because it's the same prompts that inform the AI and people go, "Huh?" and then that's where the marketing piece comes in. That's where marketing is going to be really smart because when you walk past a billboard, it's going to show you a different advert to the next person that walks past it.
0: Wow. Wow. Well, we're, we're going there, whether we like it or not, aren't we? There's nothing we can do. And if it helps us, you know, as much as that might blow our minds a little bit right now, you know, certainly if it helps us to market our schools and our businesses, you know, and to the right people, because one of the yeah. things that I'm always teaching is, you know, getting your messaging right and getting your values out there so that you're attracting the right type of person. And, you know, in the dance industry, there's there's many different types of dance school. There's the competition school, there's the family friendly school there's the recreational school there's the traditional exam-based school you know and I'm always teaching my lovely clients that it's all about attracting the right person for your school and the same in any business I guess mm. so to be able to start getting that right you know, for for AI or for or somebody else, if it's still someone you're paying to do that, so that it helps you to attract the right customer, that in itself is going to solve a load of problems. So there's there's lots of benefits to the where we're massive, going in the future.
1: Massive, and I think people only get upset by adverts and marketing if it's not for them. You never get annoyed by the advert that you like so like the people that say oh i never i always skip the trailers at the cinema because they're always rubbish apart from when they're not and it's that kind of actually we're getting to a place now where a lot of the adverts you get served should be really engaging for you they should be really exciting so if somebody has been on your dance school website and then two days later they get served an advert that that reminds them of what they've been looking at that's that's really powerful and it's not gonna annoy them. But if they've been on your dance school website and three days later they get served a plumbing advert, it makes no sense. And we're just coming out of that kind of basic digital advertising era and into an era where actually you're starting to get served stuff that's really relevant to you. And at Christmas, we'll, we'll have all seen it. We've all bought things over the last three months based on the fact that they kind of followed us around once we'd seen them they followed us around and kept reminding us and it's actually the businesses that didn't follow us around that missed out I mean it happened with me and you Deb you saw me posting and and saw my advert for our event and it reminded you to book on if I hadn't have been doing that and if I hadn't have been retargeting you wouldn't be coming
0: yeah 100% and and i think i even thanked you for that on that post. Yeah, <laughs> thanks yeah, for yeah. the reminder i've just booked you know and i think you know that comes down to you know the following up process doesn't it mm. you can't put an advert out there and then just wait for the world to come to you like w- one post somewhere or one little reminder or one email to people you know i've got a, a a very lovely clientele they're all gorgeous and they you know they hate to bother people and they hate to be in anyone's faces and you know, even putting that call to action, as you mentioned, on a post. You know, email us at the school if you're interested in this class. Even that feels cringy. And so, for these people that you know aren't natural marketeers, the following up process or the or the repeating of the same advert or the message multiple times, like they really struggle with that. Yeah. Um, what What kind of advice can you give them so- there?
1: I guess in dance school terms, if I walked into a dance school today and they and they wanted to get me dancing, I mean, that's a hilarious thought in itself. But <laughs> I'm in the same place mentally as they are about their marketing. So they their skill set would know how to get a reluctant teenager to go from sitting in the corner thinking it's all a bit crap to actively participating in the class and over time, you know, mastering whatever um, dance it is that that school teaches and, and building their confidence. Exactly the same for your marketing. You have to lure people towards you and then you have to engage them. And the best way to think about it is it's, it's a game. So you're not trying to get people to part with their money if they're never gonna buy from you. You're actually trying to get rid of those people. So if you attract someone who pans out they'll never buy from you, the sooner you can get rid of them, the sooner you can focus your energy on the people that will. And the people that will want you to take their money off them. And that's when it becomes less scary. You're not pestering people, you're reminding them. And, and when you can make that head shift, that, that makes a big difference. It's your duty to remind them because you've got bills to pay and staff to look after. And then it's your duty to grow the dance school because you've got children or adults that already rely on you to provide a service. And if it's only going to last six months, they're going to be very disappointed. And so then when, when you start to get that sense of duty and start to realize it's just a game and if you don't sign them up to your school, they're going to go and join the local tennis club or they're going to go and join the local judo club, then you're not doing anyone any harm and mm-hmm. we're kind of all in competition, but at the same time, you you've got to play that game. And then over time, you can start to look at synergies and if maybe the direct marketing thing just gives you the ick, makes you feel a bit gross. Well, you could go and talk to the local leisure club and say, well, I see you've got a tennis school on a Sunday. I actually think that our dance school would be really good for some of these guys. Could Can we do something in partnership? Or you go and talk to the local drama class and say, oh, I notice you you've got a drama school here, but there's no dance element what if we were to partner up and make it dance and drama so they're with you on a Tuesday and me on a Friday and we can do a package together, there are ways around it that are still marketing, where you don't have to feel like you're just knocking on doors and getting rejected all the time
0: yeah yeah absolutely and I think at the end of the day everybody's got to find a way that works for them and for their business isn't there and that's um you know that looks different for all of us it looks completely different for everybody yeah. but I the the key that we would probably both agree with here is that they're doing something <laughs> yeah because you know unfortunately like we said earlier much earlier you know gone are the days when the phone just rings and you know you have to do nothing so it's taking action like you said earlier you know consistent persistent action you know yeah, I, however I, that looks
1: I mean I remember uh, the, the town I grew up in there was always a summer fate and there was always a like a winter festival And you could guarantee at the Summer Fate and the Winter Festival, the local dance school had a stage and they did they did a show in between the various bands that are on and and whatever. And that would be their biggest source of sign ups every year where the other parents and the other kids would be like, oh, I'd I'd like to do that. That's marketing, but it doesn't feel like marketing because it just feels like you're doing a showcase. Yeah. the ones that got it wrong was they did the showcase but at no point did they take any application forms with them and so that that's a really smart way to build a business at very little cost and in fact you might end up getting paid to build your business that way because various fates and shows might say well we'll contribute to your school Mm. if you come and put on a showcase for us so then you end up getting paid to market your business and that's that's unbelievable. You know, that's kind of that's the position genius, yeah. <laughs> I try and put myself in, which is like, so you're going to pay me to come and speak at your event to advertise my business. Amazing. I'm going to do more of that. And yeah. so that's, that's where, that's where you want to be.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I always say to people, and I don't know if it goes against the grain at all of what you say, but I always say the number one best form of marketing ever, ever, Is face-to-face. If you can get in front of people, physically, literally in front of people, you know, you can have those conversations. There's there's no better way that people get to see you and feel you and hear you and see the kids laughing. And, you know, and so that's a huge part of what I try and encourage getting out into the community, exactly as you said, through fates and opportunities. And the great thing is, you know, when your kids are out there doing these things, not only is it marketing your school, but it's also helping to retain the students. Because all parents love their kids to go out and perform and be seen and take grandma along to watch their kid when the Christmas lights are being switched on. You know, so it's kind of a retention and attraction strategy that I teach. Yeah, quite a lot.
1: That's when the social media starts doing itself for you as well, because suddenly all the mums and grandmas and aunties and uncles start sharing videos of this amazing dance school. And then it goes a little bit viral in the local community and then the local newspaper picks up on it. And it's, it's at that point where I think a lot of people expect the phone to start ringing and get a bit disappointed when it doesn't. And it's probably at that point where I would say, everyone that's commented on those posts, you should be sending a direct message to. Everybody that's shared the post, you should be sending a thank you to. And you just start working your way into the community and start, opening up some conversations and be really really friendly and open don't be like thanks for sharing that would your daughter like to join our dance school because that's too on the nose just say thank you for sharing that if you'd like any further information don't hesitate to reach out and you'll be surprised how many people open up then
0: yeah and and also i think don't be afraid to, you know, politely and nicely ask your current pupils, you know, don't be afraid to train them up slightly so that when they're putting that post out there, they mention the school and where they're from, because mm. it's great people seeing their kid up on a stage, but if they then have no idea what school they go to, it's not a huge amount of help for you. So, you know, if you've got an event coming up, drop an email out to the parents and say, I'm sure you're all going to be you know, excited to share photos and video of your child performing this weekend you know can we ask a huge favor you know don't be afraid to ask they love you they're your raving fans you know 90% of them are going to be happy to say yeah of course and we'll pop a mention in there and a lot of people don't even think to ask you know they don't even think to ask the parents to mention the name of the school
1: yeah um, my my best marketing tool for my business is being cheeky (laughs) 100% 100% so um I'm speaking on your stage in the summer. How did I get that? Just by asking, just yeah. being cheeky. um then I'm speaking in America in in May. How did I get that? Just by asking. And the reason people don't ask is because they're terrified of rejection. But nine times out of ten you don't get rejected. And the time you do get rejected, just flip that as a what did i how did how did I ask that meant I didn't get the result that I wanted? And how am I going to ask differently next time? So if um, it's the Christmas lights switch on and you've somehow managed to get all the parents to share and tag you in and do all that, the next thing to do is ask, do you mind if I just do a short video on, on your reaction to the show you just saw? Oh, yeah, I'd love to and just go across the first 10 in the front row and stood against the barrier oh wow that was amazing suddenly you've got 10 testimonial videos you can share on your social completely for free that are real they've seen a live show and all it, all you had to do was ask and what would have happened if they said no nothing nothing lost nothing gained so
0: i love it i love it joel's message to the world just be a little bit cheeky. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> what a great way to wrap up as well. Just teaching everybody to be cheeky. You've
1: got, you've got to be. And it took me so long because you get in your own way to just be cheekier, just to go up to people and say, oh, I heard what you do is amazing. Tell me more about it. No one is going to be offended by that question. And you yeah. can approach some of the most famous people in the world with that question and get away with it.
0: Mm, yeah fabulous thank you thank you for that i hope everyone's going to go out and be a little bit more cheeky from now on what i love to do at the end of each interview is just to fire some quick daft questions at you nice Um, Nice. are you up for this we're just going to kind of throw them out and it's got to be the first thing that comes out um do you need need
1: justification or just the answer
0: just the answer is okay Oh well, if I need justification, then I'll then I'll yeah I'll go a bit deeper.
1: Okay. Um,
0: favorite ice cream?
1: Oh no, uh, <laughs> I think half baked Ben and Jerry's. It's the um, it's cookie dough mixed with chocolate fudge brownie, all in one pot.
0: Wow, wow, that's a bit more than the normal mint chocolate chip.
1: It's indulgent, <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If you could hang out with someone from history that's no longer with us for 15 minutes, who would it be?
1: Muhammad Ali.
0: Oh, awesome. And what about the same question, but for someone that's still alive?
1: I've done this. I've actually, I've, I have actually done the bucket list. So it was Gary Vaynerchuk, who's ah. massive in the marketing world. And my goal for 2022 was to meet Gary Vee and spend time with him. And I completed it by May.
0: Awesome. Awesome. How exciting. Oh, yeah. Got it. Presumably you have somebody new. And in fact, actually, that's another question. What's on your bucket list?
1: Okay, cool. Um, so I ticked off a lot of my bucket list. One was... Um, You're
0: 35, Joel. How have you ticked off all your bucket lists?
1: Tenacious. <laughs> um, so one was um, to go on safari in Tanzania. Um, did that for honeymoon. Um, the, the other was um to see killer whales in the wild did that on my first holiday with my night wife hence the honeymoon uh, so um christmas in new york has one done that um i speak in vegas doing that this year
0: um
1: then what else is on the bucket list The bucket list what, is what, long
0: okay what what's the most exciting thing that you haven't done yet that's on your list
1: Um, find tapirs in the jungle in Mexico and I'm going in two weeks
0: wow wow what an exciting Uh, 2023
1: already uh, like I'm mad on purpose so I'm like this is what I'm going to do and it's going to happen and and I just go after it and that's what like when you work in marketing you have to get used to rejection a lot so you have to have really really strong reasons to do what you do
0: Brilliant. And what is your favorite business book?
1: Um, Start With Why by Simon Sinek. So Mm -hmm. um, I talk a lot about it in in my stage talks. I talk about it at at my live event. Um, Just about deconstructing why you do what you do. And the first two, three, four, five answers you give yourself are not the real answer. Mm -hmm. When you get down to it, peel the onion back that there'll be something deep and quite emotional there. But then when yeah. you wake up every morning with that level of why, it makes life a lot easier.
0: Yeah, easier and and more purposeful and more yeah. exciting and more invigorating and all those other words that, you know, feel great. And last question, favourite f- mountain view?
1: Favourite mountain view. Um. So I... I, I grew up, um, in a place called Church Stratton in South Shropshire. Um, and the Longmind mountain range is there. And there's a spot that I always used to love to stand that you could see over the entire village and, and I've been fortunate enough to see some amazing mountain views later in life, but going back to that spot still fills me with like a, a warm fuzzy feeling and yeah. just it's, it's home. It's fresh air. Um, it's like a quintessential British countryside scene. So it's quite, um, it's quite nice. And now because I don't live there and because I spend a lot of time away, when I do go back, I don't take it for granted like I did when I lived there. Yeah. So it's still my favourite view.
0: Lovely. Oh, how beautiful. Joel, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. I really enjoyed uh, chatting to you and um, learning how to be a bit more cheeky. Um, We're going to pop some links so that people can find you in the show notes. But is there any way that you'd like to steer people towards you if they'd like to find out more?
1: Yeah, sure. If you want to um, see more of my craziness, I'm on Instagram, joelstone13. That's joelstone13. Uh, if you'd love to come and get involved in our live event, see a bit more about what we do, it's fixmymarketing.co.uk.
0: Awesome. Thank you. And I look forward to seeing you on Friday.
1: <laughs> nice one. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thanks, Joe. Bye-bye. Are you looking to get precious time back in your life so you can make more time doing the things you love? DanceBiz is a class management and booking software from the lovely folk at Think Smart that will automate and streamline all your dance school admin. It's the perfect tool for all those tasks that just seem to take so long and will help you to work smarter, not harder message me today folks and i can give you a code so you can get two months free